The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. We continue our NFL preview with the AFC and NFC North. We're also talking fantasy baseball, ranking wide receivers, and Major League Baseball playoff races. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing on this fine Wednesday? Doing good, doing good. I tell you, a lot going on here. Boy, we got football, we got fantasy football drafts coming up. Baseball's exciting, no doubt about that. And, of course, college football starting before long, but it's always fun talking NFL and just we're a lot going on. That's great. Yeah, college football, I think, kicks off this weekend technically. Uh, but all the teams I care about kick off a week from Saturday. Uh, so we'll get rolling into college football for sure. Uh, in the NFL-wise, uh, well, there's news. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, the question was when he said, I, I don't want to be here, how they were going to handle that. Uh, well, there seems to be some traction. So ESPN reported six teams have had conversations. Two have actually made offers. Uh, or at least started into the offers. Uh, I mean, to me, Jonathan Taylor is valuable. I don't know that he's going to get what he wants totally out of this, but I think he's still going to, I think people want him, and I think people will acquire him and still pay him, you know, 12, 13 million a year, uh, which again, he wants 16. But at this point, I think he wants to go and just uh, shove it in the Colts' face as best as he can. So I look at it, Dad, and I go, it's got to be an NFC team. I don't, I don't see the Colts wanting to trade him to an AFC opponent um, at this point in his career. I'm not sure what they're going to get back in return, but either way, I think they're probably trying to get him to the NFC. Would you agree with that? Well, um, I don't know. When you look at who they – you know, it, I, it seems like as long as they get what they want, and again, I don't think they would trade him to someone in the South. AFC South, but outside of that, um, it may be their preference might be the NFC. I don't know, but um, I think if somebody makes the right offer, um, they'll accept it. I think if if only one person makes an offer, they might accept it, but I I don't think they're going to send them to Buffalo or Kansas City. Uh, (laughs) I I think think that they'd rather send them somewhere else. I think places like Minnesota, who we'll talk about tonight, could be an interesting spot. Arizona, another spot that I think could be an interesting spot too. There's others out there, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Jonathan Taylor is uh, an incredible football player, and I hope they figure it out soon because I got a fantasy draft on Friday, and I'd like to know where Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing football at for that fantasy draft on Friday. So um, now I got the number one pick in that draft, and maybe people will pass on him, and I'll end up getting them in the second round but uh, I highly doubt it. Nonetheless, I'll start planting that seed with the uh, people in the league uh, here tomorrow, probably. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot happening for sure. Uh, NFL games will start here in a few weeks. Uh, college, like you said, college football is already getting ready to kick off. 
a lot of fun things there. We are returning our pick six competition uh, this year, and we've got a way for our viewers to get involved with that uh, through runyourpool.com. We'll post the link as we get closer to the season. Um, we'll be picking six games every week, and uh, so we'll continue to talk about that as we get closer to the season as well. So tonight we're looking at the AFC and NFC North divisions, and then we're going to give you our wide receiver rankings, uh, bust and sleeper picks as well. So let's just get right into it, Dad. On the AFC North, we're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. To me, this is a team with all kinds of question marks. I've been down on John Harbaugh now for a couple of years, really thought they needed to move on from him. They end up moving on from the offensive coordinator. We'll see what changes that makes. I love what they got on offense, Dad. Lamar Jackson at quarterback, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman. They added Odell Beckham this year. The rookie, Zay Flowers, was one of the receivers I was the most excited about in the draft. So I think that's a huge addition. Mark Andrews at tight end is awesome also. So they've got the talent on the offensive side. The defense isn't what it used to be, but they still got pieces. Roquan Smith came over last year. Michael Pierce is solid. They've got other guys there too. I look at this Baltimore team, Dad, and I still just have questions around them. Uh, and I, and I, I think a very tough division. Uh, they have the ability to be really, really good. The question is, is will they be really, really good? How do you feel about Baltimore this year? Well, I, I think they'll rebound because I think a lot of us, Lamar Jackson, and if he stays healthy and he's playing, uh, again, this is a very good division. and I think it's going to be very tight. Probably a lot of teams in this division um, will be wild card teams. Um, but I, I look for Baltimore to have a good season, and I think Harbaugh will rebound because, uh, again, I do think he's a good coach. I know we've talked before. Maybe he has um, you know, worn out his welcome or whatever, but I, I, I think he's still good, and um, I think Baltimore will be strong in a rebound. I don't think he's a bad coach. I've never thought he was a bad coach. I just felt like, yeah, he is. Maybe they need a change. Now they're going to get it through offensive coordinator this year, and it's going to be a whole different system and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's enough to spark it for them. Um, last year they had stuff going on with Lamar's contract. It just seemed like all kinds of drama going on. They always have injuries, especially the running backs. J.K. Dobbins has been injured. It seems like since he got into the league, they just they got Gus uh, Edwards there as well. I don't know. It's an interesting team for sure. Their win total is set at nine and a half. Uh, remember, we can play 17 games now. Um, how do you feel about that nine and a half? Um, I'll go over because I think they can win 10. Um, again, it's a tough division, so it depends. If everybody beats up everybody in the division, it may be tough to get to 10 wins. But like you said, with 17 games, um, that's a close one, nine and a half, but I'll go over. I'm with you. I, I'm I'm kind of in on Baltimore this year. I just look at their roster and think they can't be too bad. And it's a tough division, sure, but my goodness, this this should be a ten win team at least. So uh, I go with you on the over for Baltimore as well. Uh, and again, I'm I'm in, I'm in on Lamar Jackson this year. Um, I just I feel like there's a potential for a bounce back if they let him play quarterback more than just. Uh, option quarterback, then I think things are going to open up and are going to look good for Baltimore before it's all said and done. Um, but it is a tough division, and that includes the uh, defending AFC North champions, a team that has been incredibly solid the last two years, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Uh, Joe Burrow is back. Mixon uh, is ready to go. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, they Tyler Boyd, they got a trio of receivers that's phenomenal. And they're on, their defense ain't too bad either. Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson on the edges, Logan Wilson, a young linebacker. They've got good pieces all the way around. They've addressed the, the needed areas at offensive line and on defense over the last two years also. To me, this is a team that is destined for another year at the run. To me, they're one of the top teams in the AFC. 11 and a half is the win total. Give me the over. Uh, how do you feel about the Cincinnati Bengals, which is basically your hometown these days? Yes, I think um, – I, I mean, the Bengals are solid. I think a, their organization has become more solid. I think um, the um, coach is a very good coach. Like I said, Burrow um, – should just be the tip of the iceberg of his career in a lot of ways. And boy, like you said, he's got weapons. So yeah. um, I, and, and they have worked to try to improve, you know, over the year or last couple of years with offensive line and areas where they needed to. So um, uh, let's see, you said 11 and a half. Um, that's a little, that may be a little high, but um, I'll go over. I think we can, I think they will be the better team in the division. So we'll go over and hope they can get 12. Yeah. You know, if you – we're going to do this before the season starts. But if you give me all the quarterbacks in the league, Joe Burrow, to me, he's the second one I'd take behind Patrick Mahomes. And there's other – I mean, Josh Allen's up there. But I would take Burrow over Allen if I was running a team uh, right now. I would take him over everybody else. He's better than Herbert. He's better than Fields easily. He's better – uh, than uh, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts because he can throw the ball better than they can. Uh, I put Trevor Lawrence up high too, but Burrow's the guy I've got. you got to take Mahomes one, but outside of that, to me, Burrow's a clear-cut number two there, and I don't think he's that far off of Patrick Mahomes even. Am I crazy to think that, or is that common mindset right now with people? Well, again, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. I kind of agree with you. I think the thing with Burrow is the leadership factor. I think he's shown that as a young guy. Um, there is a top, you know, four or five quarterbacks that are definitely all right there. I don't think, and you mentioned um, several of them there. I'm happy you didn't mention Dak Prescott, but anyhow, um, I think um, Burrow, Burrow is definitely one of the top guys. Um, you know, no doubt about that. And I think he's a guy you build your team around. And that's what Cincinnati has done. The Cincinnati Bengals are Joe Burrow. And, um, you know, and we've seen that before with other teams. Um, you know, there was time when the Packers, that was Brett Favre. They were yeah. going to go as he went. And uh, Burrow's much like that. That's, yeah, great illustration. We talked about um, uh, Baker Mayfield a couple of weeks ago. And you brought up his leadership, and I, my argument was, well, I, he he gets people to follow him, but it's not really the same. I don't put it in as leadership necessarily. He's a good hype guy. Joe Burrow is leader. Like, he leads the team. The team is with him. The locker room is with him. Um, there's no question about it. He is a cool cat, and uh, he's been great for Cincinnati. They got to get him signed. It's going to be a lot of money. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with those weapons long term as well. But for now, it's a team that's really, really dangerous. There is another team in Ohio. They are the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson, can he come back to form? Nick Chubb, listen, I would take Nick Chubb over almost every running back in the league 
uh, save maybe Christian McCaffrey, and I'd put Jonathan Taylor over him too. And I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm talking about real life football. I love Nick Chubb, and uh, he's going to continue to be the the well, he will be the bell horse uh, here in Cleveland this year. Amari Cooper, David Njoku, or other offensive weapons. Miles Garrett, a phenomenal defender. Denzel Ward. They've got other guys too. Uh, Dad, they got a rookie, Cedric Tillman. I'm excited to see what he can do at wide receiver. Also, the question mark is Deshaun Watson, and I think he does better this year than last year. I still don't think he's going to be at his old Houston Texans form. Um, and this is going to be a hard one for me. Nine and a half is the the over under for Cleveland this year. Do you have high expectations or low expectations for Cleveland? Well, um, like you said, it's a hard one because it all really hinges on Deshaun Watson. Um, I think, again, I think they have a good coach, and I think they have a good system, and they have added, you know, they've added some players. They have talent. The key is quarterback, is Deshaun Watson. He may not be where he was with Houston, um, but if he can get back to being a great, you know, a very good starting quarterback, if he came back anywhere near his form like he was at Houston, Cleveland could be challenged in Cincinnati for this. They really could be. Uh, but this is a very tough division. Um, so it won't surprise me if Cleveland really has a great year. But um, just not knowing that, um, nine and a half, I'll go under on that. I think they could get nine wins. Um, but again, I, I'd be surprised if they struggled, but it's really going to have to do with Deshaun Watson, and you just don't know how that's going to go. And of course, injuries. Okay. So you said it. I'd be surprised if they struggled. The reality is, it wouldn't be surprised if they struggled just because they're the Browns. Um, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, they should be good. But it's the Browns, so if they're not good, we're not going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they're that bad. Um, we're thinking exactly on the same page, though. I think nine wins, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's 12 wins. Uh, but but I think nine wins is kind of where I see them landing this year. Uh, I think there are going to be signs of improvement in different things. But, um, man, to me, Cleveland is an unknown, kind of like Baltimore to some degree also. I'm going to go under nine and a half, saying nine wins also. Could be eight to nine wins. This whole division is going to beat up, I think, generally on each other, and that's going to tend to be more of those eight to nine win teams. Um, Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what Watson does. He's had a full year. He played last year some. Um, He's been through the offseason again, and, I mean, there's potential. He's back. Uh, But it's been a long time since we saw Deshaun Watson play really, really good football. And the question is, can he get it back? We will see. Uh, Next up is Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you what, this is the first year in a couple years that I've been positive about Pittsburgh. It's not going to sound like it once we get to our win total. But nonetheless, Kenny Pickett, his second year in the league. I like Deontay Johnson and what he provides on the outside. I don't love their receiving group that much, but I do like Johnson. He does drop passes, though. Najee Harris, I think he's due for a huge season this year. And then they got these defenders, T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, that are phenomenal. They bring over the veteran Pat, Patrick Peterson uh, this year as well. Um, like I said, I think you're going to see a, a team that's looking like they're about there this year. Their win total is at nine. I'm going to go under because I'm going to say eight this year. But I think they're on the verge of getting back up to that 10-win, 11-win years. I just don't think this year's the year for them. 
Um, that being said, they've had what? I think they've had a winning season for 17 straight years or something like that. So, I mean, who, who's, who am I to stop them now? Uh, how do you go with Pittsburgh this year? Yeah, I think they're headed up, you know, watching what they did last year. Um, I, I can't say I'm totally convinced about their quarterback that he is going to be um, the guy, but they've rallied around him. I think he's probably an adequate quarterback. And like you said, Najee Harris is good. I think, um, you know, Pickens is really good. They've got some young guys there. Their defense um, could be very, very good. And um, that could keep them in a lot of games. Um, I think nine is right where it is. So I'll just have to stay right at nine games. Um, I don't think they'll have a losing season, and they very well could make the playoffs. But it's very interesting when we look at this division because they're all just right there together. And um, unless they split right down the middle and then win all the other games, you know, it's going to be it's going to be hard to say. But boy, these division games are going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, we got these numbers from CBS. I to me, if it was nine and a half, I'd I'd like the under better. Having nine wins for sure, I think you know they're in that range, uh, no doubt. And uh, I mean, even CBS puts it nine and a half, nine and a half, nine and eleven and a half for win totals for the division. They're all close. I think Cincinnati's the clear best team, but I don't think the other teams are that far behind Cincinnati. Uh, so it is going to be an intriguing uh, division for sure. I've got it breaking down Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, although it wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh and Cleveland were flipped. But anyways, that's how I've got it breaking down the AFC North. How about you? What I have is Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Um, But again, it's not going to shock me if we're wrong about Cleveland and they end up having quite a year. Um, It'd be great for their fan base. It's been interesting living here in Ohio for the last little over four years. Um, I I live down in the areas closest to Cincinnati, but there are more Browns fans and more vocal Browns fans here, even in this area, than there is Bengals. I mean, Browns fans are really, really, really – um, loyal, and I know they're excited. Sounds like we to, sounds like we got the dog pound right there. Yeah, the dogs are. Uh, someone just got home, so they're uh, getting excited. I think they're going to let them upstairs, so they'll stop barking. All right, good, very good. See, this is live broadcast at its finest. Uh, the sports <laughs> studio, right in the. Uh, the dens of my house. So we talk about the Browns and we got the dog pounded. I mean, we're right there. It it all, it was all planned. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's get to the NFC North. Uh, We're going to start with Chicago. Um, The most overhyped team of the off season is the Chicago bears. And that's hard to fight with the, the, the lions in this category, but that's the way it is. I mean, Justin Fields, we both like Justin Fields. He's not going to be the MVP this year, and that's where he's getting the, this this publicity at. Uh, they've got Khalil Herbert at running back. He's decent. DJ Moore, they bring over at wide receiver. Cole Komet's a good tight end. They bring in Yannick Ngakwe for, uh, as a defensive line. Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds at linebacker. They've got some players, and but they're young, and I still don't think they have enough playmakers on this team. Uh, I, I know we're Packer fans, and I know that that, that – no one can think that we can be uh, level on this, but the reality is Chicago is just they're, – they're getting there. And give them another two years, they could be there. 
but it ain't this year. Uh, seven and a half is the win total. And to me, that is the easiest under of all the unders. Um, to me, Chicago is, they're just not there yet. And again, the Lions are better than they have been. The Vikings, we'll get to them in a second. I don't want to give up some of my stuff, but give me the under on Chicago. I'm happy to go there. How do you feel about the Bears? Yeah, I mean, I'll go under um, on Chicago. Like you said, it's easy to say since we're Packer fans, you know, and we're not definitely not Bear fans. But I think when you look at it, I just I, I don't think they made the moves um, or been able to make the moves, you know, um, to, to just change things a whole lot. Um, you know, Bear fans are just ecstatic right now. And like I heard this week, if they lose the first game, <laughs> that's all going to change, you know. And like you said, it, it was funny. You said in two years, um, you know, they might be there. Well, in two years, they'll have a new coach and everything will be changed again. So that's yeah. kind of the history of the way the Bears have been. And I don't think I don't think they've done enough right now um, to change it. Uh, I think their GM's done a lot of talking, but um, haven't done a lot to truly improve the situation. Yeah, I mean, listen, if they win the first week, it's going to be unbearable. I mean, it's going to be rough. Uh, they're going to the Super Bowl. Fields is going to be the MVP. We're going to have to listen to it for a whole week if they win week one. But uh, And they may win week one. I don't know. But I don't think they're going to get to eight games uh, this year. To me, this division, Dad, is the easiest to pick on win totals because I think they're massively wrong on all of these teams. So I'm going under the Bears, seven and a half. Easy, easy to pick. Next up is Detroit. Jared Goff back at quarterback. Uh, their big draft pick that shocked the world, Jamer Gibbs at running back. Uh, Emon Ross St. Brown has been phenomenal at wide receiver. They bring over Cam Sutton and C.J. Garner-Johnson to help uh, in the defensive backfield. I love their draft pick of Sam Laporta, the Iowa tight end. I think that's going to be a huge selection down the road for them. Um, but I, I'm not a Jared Goff guy. I don't think he's horrible, but I'm not a Jared Goff guy. He's not going to win you the division. They've got the Lions with the highest win total in the North at nine and a half. And I've lived long enough to know the Lions ain't winning the division. I'm going under nine and a half, and to me it is easy to do so, even though I think the attitude and the atmosphere around the Lions is better than it has been. Eight or nine wins, I think, is their ceiling this year. Yeah, the Lions, you know, definitely have improved. Um, they've improved things there. Campbell's improved that. Um, but you're right. I don't think golf is necessarily the answer. They did make some good draft picks. And um, in some ways, they made some good moves in the offseason. They made some that were really puzzling um, to me. And yeah. um, while they made some good draft picks, I'm not so sure about the you know first running back they took and things like that. So um, we will see. I'll agree to go under nine and a half. Uh, Detroit's definitely going to battle for the division, uh, no doubt about that. But um, uh, you know, we, we we will go from there. But um, I'll go under nine and a half. I but they easily could get nine wins and could be a playoff team. I see. I disagree with you. I don't think they're going to battle for the for the division, um, even. I, I I just don't think they're there. You said that you gave them some credit with some good draft picks. I'll give them one good draft pick with Sam Laporta. The other ones I didn't understand. Now again, maybe Gibbs is an amazing guy and has a great career. 
then I could be wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong, but I, I don't get what the Lions did this offseason, uh, especially when it comes to the draft picks. Uh, we did like Hendon Hooker. He's They broke news this week that said they plan on adding him to the 53 at some point this season. But it's going to be Jared Goff's team this year, unless he starts off 0-4, 0-5, 0-6. But I don't think they're getting to 10 wins. Uh, so I'll go under Detroit. Uh, Green Bay, it's been the story of the offseason. Aaron Rodgers leaves. Jordan Love steps up. You heard people come out and report, he's been horrible. Uh, then <laughs> then we actually saw him play, and anybody who knows anything about the situation didn't believe those reports. But um, a very, very, very young offense. Uh, the running backs are experienced. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. The receivers, they're not experienced. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs from last year's group. The other guys have rookies or a year experience. It's just not much there. The tight ends, man, they could be really good, but we don't know because we've never seen them before. The defense, they've got talent. Devondre Campbell, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark. The defensive coordinator is the question. Is he any good? Does he know how to do his job? Um, they got the talent to be good. They failed to be what they needed to be last year. Um, I think Devontae Wyatt's due for a big year. He was their first-round pick last year out of Georgia, defensive lineman. I think he's going to step up. I think Jordan Love's going to have a very good season. He's not going to be like MVP or anything. Uh, but I think you're going to see, hey, they knew what they were doing. Even though I don't agree with it, I don't think they should have drafted Jordan Love. They should have drafted T. Higgins, but they didn't. And I think had they drafted T. Higgins, we were celebrating a Super Bowl in the last couple of years that we didn't get. Anyways, I like Jordan Love. I think he's going to be fine. But this is a young team. And they're going to have to come through. But seven and a half? Are you kidding me? Matt LaFleur has has just dominated 13 wins since he's been at the, at the Packers. I don't know that he'll get the 13 this year. But I tell you what, and I guarantee this, he gets the double digits again this year. Packers, seven and a half. I am hammering the over on that bad boy. Uh, how you feeling about your Green Bay Packers, Mr. Minority Owner Dale Stover? That's right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll definitely go over seven and a half. And, um, you know, I've tried to look at this realistically. I've, I've really have in this year more than any year kept up with them. I've, I've listened to a lot and a lot of different diverse, um, you know, people talk about them. Um, I keep up a lot on the internet, you know, do what I can with, you know, keeping up with practice reports. Biggest thing is I listen to the coaches and I think the difference with the Packers and the other teams in the division is the coach. I think LaFleur really is a good coach. There's a lot of question about that. You know, some people say, well, he just had Aaron Rodgers um, in there. But I think his system, um, he's very he's, he's very determined about it. He's very dedicated to it. He's open about admitting when he's made a mistake. I think too open sometimes. Um, but I, I think he... I, I think the Packers are going to do well. I think, um, again, you know, the NFC is not strong and the division is not strong. So that helps. Uh, Jordan Love, I think, is going to be fine. Is he going to end up being the next great Packer quarterback? I don't know if you can say he isn't, but or you can't definitely can't guarantee he is right now. I think the biggest thing is they are very young on the offense. And uh, there's going to be mistakes as we've kept up with practice and scrimmages, and preseason games, that's the way it's been. Two or three great plays, and then, you know, some mistakes. 
if the offensive line at Bakhtiari can stay healthy, the offensive line can be elite. Um, I think the defense will be all right because I think LaFleur has stepped in with the defensive coordinator and dictated how they're going to play this year. They've listened to players. Players have come in and said, hey, here's how we ought to play. And I think they've been open and receptive to that. Barring injury, um, I think the defense will be good. The defense will need to keep them in games. Um, as you and I have talked, the scariest thing right now is the kicker. I'm not sure. quite sure what they're doing there. And if we miss extra points and uh, chip field goals, when we'll lose some games because I don't know that we're going to blow everybody out. But um, I, I, you know, I, I think the Packers are going to have a good year, definitely over um, seven and a half. The schedule favors them early on, and then they have a really tough schedule about middle to the last part of the season. So they definitely have to be have to be ready and get things ready to go at that point. Um, and, you know, most of the people in Green Bay that I've heard say the same thing. To be to cover themselves, a lot of people will say they'll go 6-10. and 10. But I won't be surprised, and I hope they do better than that. They're kind of covering themselves because they don't want to say, hey, we're going to – but now, on the other hand, I've heard guys who are former Packers say, you know, no, they're going to be fighting for the division, no doubt about it. And that's what I think they will. I'm with you. I, I think so, too. I don't, I don't see any reason why they can't contend uh, for the division. Uh, you know, you mentioned Matt LaFleur being a good coach. I agree with you. I'm, and I'm not bashing Aaron Rodgers when I say this. Rodgers didn't do LaFleur's offense. Um, he did parts of it, but he did what he wanted to do. When he got on the line, didn't matter what LaFleur called, Rodgers did what he wanted to do. And there were times where Rodgers blew games because he didn't just do what he was told to do. And I, now I think LaFleur gave him the freedom to do that. Um, I think with Love, though, we're going to see the system that won the Los Angeles Rams a Super Bowl. We're going to see the system that has been uh, keeping San Francisco a contender for years. We're going to see that system in Green Bay this year. It has worked everywhere it's been, and there's no reason why it shouldn't work, especially with these weapons. Yes, they're young, but Christian Watson showed he has some elite skills. Uh, at wide receiver. Dobbs is good. People outside of Green Bay probably don't know much about him, but he's good. Uh, the rookie, Reed, has looked good so far. We'll have to wait and see. Although I did have a Michigan State person reach out to me and say, you're going to love this kid, Jaden Reed. So hopefully we do. Uh, looking forward to what's ahead there. Next up is Minnesota. Uh, an interesting team. A team that I expected to get better this offseason, and I'm not sure that they did. Uh, they still got Christian Kirk at quarterback. Uh, new running back, well, he's been there, but Madison takes over at running back for Delvin Cook. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the best or one of the best receivers in the league. TJ Hawkinson came into a perfect situation, leaving Detroit, getting traded to Minnesota uh, there as well. And then they got some good defenders, Daniel Hunter, Brian Byron Murphy, uh, back there, but they lost pieces. They don't have deep receivers. Um, they've got the rookie Jordan Addison, who should be fine. Um, they got some, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that they got better. I do think that TJ Hawkinson is going to be an elite tight end this year. And here's a name for you, Dad, to pay attention to. Uh, Ty Chandler, fifth-round draft pick running back. Uh, he's going to get opportunities this year, and we got to see him play in college. He's a really good ball player. 
Uh, so I expect him to have a good year as well. Eight and a half is the win total for Minnesota. To me, that was incredibly disrespectful to the Vikings. I thought eight and a half. You got to be kidding me. Um, that's an easy over for me there too. I think it's Green Bay and Minnesota fighting it out for the division at the end of the year. And uh, man, this I, I don't know. Vegas doesn't agree. How are you feeling about the Vikings this year? Well, again, I, the Vikings have did some puzzling things. I don't think they've gotten better. Um, like you said, they've lost some pieces, and I don't know what they've replaced them. Um, they did have you know, a lot of talent, and they've got some very talented people, like you said, with Jefferson, um, with Hawkinson um, there. But uh, they're just, there's something about Minnesota and the organization that just you know doesn't seem to just click. Um, and as you know, I've never been a big Kirk Cousins fan, um, even though he is very much a solid starter. And if you give him time in the pocket, then, yeah, he can hurt you. But, um, you know, if you can uh, get rid of Davin Cook, I, that, that one just surprised me. You might be right about Chandler. Um, that may fill in. Uh, their coach has got, you know, a good background to him, but I – I, I don't know. I don't see the Vikings heading in the direction I thought they would have after last year. Um, yeah, but I don't want, agree. I'll agree with you to go over eight and a half. I don't want to be accused of being a Kirk Cousins backer. Um, I, I would not put myself in that camp. But I, I mean, he is—he's proven what he is. Everybody knows what Kirk Cousins is, and uh, and he's not going to fail you in the sense you know at least what his ceiling is. And he may not win you a Super Bowl. But he keeps you in contention, at least in the division. Dad, I know nobody's going to care because they're going to think I'm a homer. But I got to go in Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. And I think Green Bay and Minnesota fight it out at the top. And Detroit, you know, I mean, better than what they used to be. But I don't see them contending this year. And the Bears are still, I think, two years away. So, I go Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. How do you break down the division? Like I said, I, I swapped that a little bit. I got Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and then Chicago. I think Detroit is going to be um, it, it is going to be above Minnesota, but we'll see. Man, I I don't know what what you've been drinking, but uh, that's wild. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Detroit is on the up screen. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I just I just don't think they're at that level. All right, let's go to fantasy football. Uh, wide receivers, there are there are some incredible wide receivers um, in the league and some fun ones for fantasy football. So we're ranking our top 10, and we've got a sleeper and a bust as well. Uh, let's start at the top. It, it might vary in the order. I would assume we got the same guy. So I go uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and the only reason I put Chase above Jefferson is I think Jefferson's going to see more double teams this year because there's less talent on his team. And I think Joe Burrow and Chase are just a better co combination than Cousins and Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson. I've had him in several leagues. I've got him I, I, in a keeper league, and he's clearly a keeper. Um, but I go Chase one, Jefferson two, Cooper Cup three. And Cooper Cup scares me at three, but that's what I got. Who do you have for your top three? Um, I've got Chase first because, again, it's a, we're talking about fantasy, and I think you know he's got a, maybe a little bit better quarterback, and and like you said, Jefferson may get double team more. I think Jefferson is the best wide receiver sure. ball, but fantasy wise, I went with Chase Jefferson, and then I've got Hill from Miami next. 
he is okay. just he's just so fast and um you know makes things happen and so uh, again there's all, all these top 10 are pretty good no doubt about it but i put hill third yeah i mean i got seven guys deep that i'd be really happy to have uh any of the seven um and i got hill down a little bit further uh so i go my next ones i go Devonte adams four stefan diggs five and then i go hill and waddle back to back at six and seven uh, the Miami receivers. And you know, I am not a Tua guy. Um, but these guys are so good that all Tua has to do is throw it in their vicinity and they go get it. That's a, that's a credence to the receiver, not the quarterback. Um, so needless to say, um, that's where I sit with them. So I went Adams, Diggs, Hill, and Waddle as my next four. Uh, where do you have your next four at? My next four, I got Stefan Diggs. Then I have Cooper Cup. Um, again, I think he's going to have a fall off, but boy, you just can't put him down there too far. Just mm -hmm. depends on their quarterback situation. Then I have Devonte Adams, uh, six, cause I'm not real sure about his quarterback situation. <laughs> and then I have, uh, AJ Brown seven, uh, okay. really like him. I've had him for a couple of years and I think with Philadelphia, you know, he, 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 he will always be solid. So I've got Brown at seven. I don't have any of the Eagles guys in my top 10. Uh, AJ Brown was definitely considered in my top 10. And I think it's valid to have them there. I've got them probably at 11 um, out there. To me, Cooper Cup is what Devontae Adams was a couple of years ago. He's going to get a ton of receptions, no matter who his quarterback is. He goes out and gets it. Uh, so I like him in that that way. But you're right, quarterback's an issue. Uh, can uh, can he stay healthy? All that kind of stuff. Um, Adams, I mean, again, he's going to get his catches. But you're right. There's there's it makes sense to be a little worried about the quarterback situation for the Raiders. I round out my top ten. Uh, number eight, I got Debo Samuel. Number nine, I got a Amon Ross St. Brown, which blows my mind that I got a Lions receiver not named Calvin Johnson in the top ten. Uh, and then I put CeeDee Lamb at number 10. A.J. Brown was a consideration here for sure, uh, but he's clearly the number one guy in Dallas, just like Debo's going to get all kinds of points from doing different things. And Amon Ross St. Brown, he's just proven he's going to get points. So uh, that's how I round out my top 10. Who's your 8, 9, and 10 guys? 8, 9, and 10, I have St. Brown from um, Detroit. Again, um, you know, it's kind of a puzzling thing when you look at that, but I've had him the last couple of years and he's been a stalwart in fantasy. There's been no doubt about it. I mean, they, you know, he does, he does well with that. And um, nine, I have CD lamb and then Waddle 10. Um, I literally looked at Debo Samuel. I love Debo Samuel, but just looking again, it's a real strong wide receiver group. No doubt about it in fantasy. You, you know, you, you, you can go down quite a ways and get a good wide receiver uh, from that standpoint. But I had St. Brown, uh, Lamb, and then Waddle in 10. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it. That's for sure. Uh, you're talking about it being a deep, uh, deep wide receiver group. So let's get into sleepers. I went pretty deep on this one this this time around. I did not last week on the on the running backs, but nonetheless, who do you have as your sleeper wide receiver this year? Well, uh, the first guy I've got, and I don't know if he'll be much of a sleeper, but it's Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to have a good year from Jacksonville. I also had Pickens. 
uh, Romeo Dobbs and Elijah Moore from Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Moore would be a sleeper. No doubt about that. Dobbs probably too. Um, yeah. Ridley, he's ranked pretty high. I, I considered him also. I, I like him. I'd be happy to draft him for sure. I went uh, John Mechie from Houston. Uh, did not play last year. He was fighting leukemia. I believe it was leukemia. Sorry if I'm wrong on that. Um, but uh, so he'll get his first year in. He's in Houston. You say, well, I mean, come on, Houston, seriously? Um, listen, I'm talking about sleeper. I'm talking about deep sleeper on this one. Uh, he's a guy that if you get late, take a, take a shot on him. CJ Stroud and uh, John Meachie get taken, going after, going with each other, growing together, making things happen. He was really good in college. Why can't he be good now? Uh, so that's my sleeper pick this this week. Let's go to bust uh, at receiver. Uh, this was an easy one for me. But who did you have for bust? Yeah, it's an easy one for me. I went with a guy who went to the team where wide receivers go to die, and I went with DJ Moore. I don't think he will be the uh, guy that's going to turn Chicago around. All right, so I agree with he's not going to be the guy that turns Chicago around. I, I don't think he's going to be a bust, um, but that's interesting. I went DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee. Um, to me, it ain't going to happen. And, uh, uh, I, you know, the things that I've, I've kind of researched on him, he's not, he's not going to be the uh, DeAndre Hopkins of old. And uh, I, he will not be drafted by any team that I manage uh, this year. DeAndre Hopkins is my bust uh here this year uh let's quickly hit on major league baseball dad uh we've got uh the playoff races going full tilt right now the brewers just swept the twins they're three and a half up on chicago we've, we've been talking about these division leaders and everything going on with them uh but dad the diamondbacks go on a four-game win streak they've caught back up with san francisco on this sunday's fantasy baseball show i predicted the Diamondbacks would make the playoffs in a wild card spot uh, along with the Cubs and the Phillies. Um, man, the Giants look good for so long there, but it's as of late, the Giants have not looked like they're contenders at all this year. Uh, so let's talk about Diamondbacks and Giants and how you feel about those two teams. Well, again, I'm a Giant fan, and I do think the Giants will make the playoffs. They're play, they've played incredibly tough teams here lately. Um, they won today over the Phillies. They should have won last night, but the Phillies are playing really good baseball. That's been a fun series um, to watch, exciting things. Harper's doing, doing some amazing things with that inside-the-park home run the other night and stuff. So, um, But I, I think the Giants um, – I think the Giants will get back – ahead of the Diamondbacks and definitely ahead of the Cubs. Um, again, you know, we, in the next series, we've got to play the Braves. But after that, we'll get a little bit of a break, and we'll end up with two series with the Dodgers, and that'll make the difference um, of how it ends up there. But the Phillies, I definitely think, are good to be in the playoffs there, no doubt about it. And I think it'll be the Giants and then either the Diamondbacks or the Cubs. All right, things have gotten really interesting in the American League West. The Rangers are a half game up on the Astros after a six-game losing streak uh, by the Rangers. The Mariners are only a game and a half back. They've won eight of their last ten. They're the hottest team in the AL West right now. For the longest time, it's been Rangers-Astros. Rangers-Astros, going to be one of those two teams. 
all of a sudden Seattle has snuck back into it. And not only a wild card option, but an actual AL West division option right now. Um, what's going to shake down in the AL West? Uh, that's going to come right down to the end, no doubt about it. You know, um, in the preseason, I talked a little bit about Seattle. I like Seattle. Uh, they made a good move last year, and I don't think it was a one-year thing, so I'm glad they rebounded. Uh, but those three teams, it'll probably – it could very easily come down to the last week and the last couple games, and um, it's hard to tell. I mean, obviously, Houston's got the most experience. Uh, Texas has played well all year, and Seattle's hot now. So that's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Dad has been on Seattle uh, and positive about them this year for sure. It's going to be a fun one to see how it all shakes down. It's starting to look like the Rangers are not going to be able to hold on to that spot, uh, but the Astros got the Mariners nipping at their heels too. Uh, so a lot of exciting things right there. At, as of this show, uh, the playoffs currently are the division leaders in the National League, Braves, Dodgers, Brewers, and the wild card slots, Phillies, Cubs, and Diamondbacks. But the Reds and Giants are even with the Diamondbacks uh, as well. And the Marlins are only a game and a half out. Then in the American League, the division leaders, Orioles, who, by the way, watch out, Tampa's coming. Uh, Orioles, Rangers, Twins currently with the Rays, Astros, and Mariners as the wildcard teams. The Blue Jays, a half a game out uh, in the AL wildcard race. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this one shakes out. All right, so next week we continue our NFL preview as we move on to the South Divisions, and uh, we'll continue our uh, fantasy rankings. We're going to go to quarterbacks next week with our fantasy rankings uh, there as well, and we'll continue to keep you updated on Major League Baseball also. A reminder, i got uh, two other programs throughout the week. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, myself and EKU offensive lineman Ryan Jackson host the yeah, Sports Stove Local Hour. We've got a head football coach, Walt Wells, from EKU coming to talk with us, as well as the long snapper, Jonathan Duff, uh, giving a little long snapper love next uh, next episode as well. And then Sunday night, Kevin will join me. We continue to give you the best fantasy baseball breakdown on the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show Sunday night at 8 p.m. Uh, right here on the Sports Stove YouTube page as well as the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page on Sunday evening also. Dad, anything else you want to add before we sign off this evening? Well, a lot going on um, there. And like I said, well, we, we'll be back at it next week with um, quarterbacks and um, the South. And like I said, you know, Everything's coming down here with the NFL. The cuts will be, by the time we meet next week, the cuts will be done on Tuesday also. So a lot of things rolling on for sure. I've got my first fantasy draft Friday, uh, and then I've got two more next week. So a lot of things rolling in there as well. All right, follow us on social media, at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you catch the show. If you like this one, do us a favor, rate, review, share, subscribe, all those good things as well. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.